Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning and welcome to the show. Welcome to the Morning Beat. We're so glad that you're here with us. Uh, we have a lot to lot to cover. We had a fantastic weekend. I know I did. I know you did. I follow you on social media, so I... I see some things. Yeah, it was a really interesting weekend for me. It was Dinah Shore this weekend. I know, and you stayed Shout out you to my gal. You didn't go. I know. Well, you know, me and Lisa made the schedule this week, and this month, I feel very proud of this. We are in Atlanta, Vegas, Greece, Israel, and Palm Springs performing the new album and Lisa DJing. Yeah. And it's a lot of work. And so we were like, you know what? Dinah can wait. We've done it for many years, but it looked incredible. All of our friends were out there. Fletcher performed. We just love it, but it was 102 degrees, and I don't. That's a cool day in Palm Springs. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. We went to to the pool yesterday, so we enjoyed a little bit of pool time downtown, which was nice. It was like eh, mid-80s, not too shabby. I also, though, this weekend uh, went on a double date with our producer, Vanessa, and we went and saw Jagged Little Pill. The Amazing! Al- the Alanis Morissette musical. And I have to say, I've never felt so old in my life. Vanessa and uh, her partner both came and they were like, wait, now who is this? Who is this singer? They had no wait, idea. Wait, did you not know who Alanis Morissette was? No, I did You kind of knew. Joshua didn't know. I didn't know her musical. Joshua either. asked me four separate times. Wait, okay, so so is the artist coming out to perform? I go, excuse me, because what's the, what's their name again? I forget. And I said, it's Alanis Morissette. Are you serious right now? I felt so old. Okay, but you know what's funny? My choreographer, we were getting ready to do Hands Off, the choreography for Hands Off, and two of the girls that I had hired were like 28, 29. No idea who Alanis Morissette no was. No clue. Mm-mm. A Jagged Little Pill is the first album I ever bought. I was Same, like, it was the first high. hip I ever bought. Yeah, I was iconic. Now, I got to say, I'll be honest, the show wasn't like phenomenal. Like there are parts of it that I really enjoyed, but like overall, I heard it was, it was pretty heavy. It's a yeah. yes, yes. It, the the topic is it, it deals with a lot of like heavy, heavy stuff. Right. Um, and not my type of musical. A little bit like Rent Light, a little bit. Um, but it was I loved hearing the music. They, she knew like how many songs do you know, Vanessa? I need like three songs. Three. Okay, that's okay, pretty good. That's yeah. good. I knew like twelve. 15. Yeah, I know all Alanis Morissette songs. I love her. And Joshua but was still I hear that. very confused up to the very end. But Alanis kind of <laughs> fell like out. Disappeared. Even when I was like 20. Like she really hasn't been yeah. around. Well, name a second album. 
Yeah. That Wait, one, guys. But did you know that at We Can't Survive, our concert, she's She's gonna, performing. She's I know. I saw amazing. that. Amazing. Okay. So that's what I was, that's, I wanted to tell you that because I know that you're trying to go. You went last year and hopefully you're going to go this year. And I was like, you're going to actually get to see her perform. Because here's the thing. Alanis Morissette had like, I, I was trying to explain to her. I'm like, she was like kind of the Janis Joplin of our generation or like the Billie Eilish, like before Billie Eilish. Like she was kind of like this like indie punk sort of like pop rock kind of girl that was way ahead of her time. She, Maybe. I wouldn't give her Janice. Janice is soul blues. That's my girl. But she was Fiona Apple for sure. She was in that smooth, she was in that criminal era yeah, but, for sure. but that album though was probably one of the biggest albums of the decade. Like, for she sure, had, like, but one. she was like before Gwen Stefani, Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Like she was a rock princess. But she, wasn't, but she wasn't like pretty girl though. She was grungy. Like she yeah. had the hair, like long dirty looking hair. Didn't get all pretty. Like She was definitely serving 90s. Like yeah. Cranberry, Kurt Cobain totally. vibe. Uh, Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I feel yeah. like she was like the precursor to like the Gwen Stefani, Avril Lavigne, pretty totally. girl era because they were like more glam. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she was wild. Alanis Morissette. She was Love. an actress also back in the day on a Canadian. She was a Canadian actress when she was a teenager. Oh wow. On a show on like Nickelodeon, I used to watch. Pretty wild stuff. That's wild. But yeah, so uh, live theater's back. We went again. We didn't have to wear masks this time, which Amen. is kind of exciting. So uh, and it was Vanessa's first time at the Pantages Theater. Did you love it, sis? It's so pretty. It's beautiful, yeah. right? I want to go again. I told her the first ever Oscars were held there. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so big stuff, big I stuff. I love it, Mama. But it's Monday, and here we are. There's a lot going on around the world. If you're wondering what's going on in Iran, we've got an expert joining us to talk about that today. It's an important important conversation. Um but right now, though, I think we should get into some news on the beat. All right. A recent study from the CDC has found that monkeypox disproportionately affects people with HIV and sexually transmitted infections. The study looked at HIV and STI rates among 1,969 people with monkeypox in eight U.S. jurisdictions. Of that sample, 38% of people with monkeypox has also contracted HIV in the last year. About 41% of people with monkeypox also had an STI in the preceding year. About 61% of the sample had contracted either an STI or HIV in the previous year. Researchers said this correlation doesn't necessarily mean that having HIV or an STI means you're more likely to contract monkeypox. The higher number may be due to self-referral bias, meaning that people who visited a medical professional due to monkeypox symptoms may also already have established health care for HIV and STIs. Well, yeah, you got to think about that. Like uh, Dr. James talks about correlation, not causation. It's not saying that people got monkeypox because they had HIV, but if you are, you know, a sexually active gay male and you have gotten HIV in the last year, there's also a higher chance that you would get something like monkeypox, I think, right? Totally. Is that what that's saying? Yeah. All right, in other news, we have to keep our country gay. Donald Trump stammered at a campaign rally in North Carolina on Friday. Clearly reading from a teleprompter, Trump misread the camera it sent his way. Remember, I was going to say, I was going to use an expression, we have to keep our country gay, but, but it's not, I mean, for some reason, it's just not great anymore, and we can name those. What? <laughs> I agree. It's the first thing he's ever said that I agree with. Yeah, and then that's all he needed to say. We know where he stands subconsciously. He's a gay man. Okay, let's get into weather. It's going to be a high of 75 in Boston, 86 in Miami, 87 in Dallas, 90 in LA, 80 in San Diego, and 109 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. The things that we love tell us what we are. Pay attention. What do you love? Lean into it. Lean into it, baby. All right, I am obsessed with this. What is JOMO? 
Rising trend sees people can't plans last minute to embrace the joy of missing out. I can say that Lisa and I officially did Jumbo this weekend at Dinosaur. We'll tell you why it worked coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Canceling last minute plans can be the best feeling in the world or the worst, mm-hmm. depending on what type of personality you are. We're all very familiar with FOMO, the fear of missing out. Right, it's become very common. It's been part of like pop culture for long enough now that we all pretty much know what that means. Totally. But are you familiar with Jomo? No, but I think I experienced it this weekend, and I'm very obsessed. Okay, what does Jomo stand for then? Joy of missing out. Yes, and why did you experience it? Okay, well, this is really an insightful thing. Uh, Dinah Shore was this weekend, which is the biggest lesbian festival really in the world. It's been around for 30 years. Lisa usually DJs. I usually host or sing. And we had plans on going up until like two weeks ago. And we got our schedule and I was like, Lisa, we're so packed. I have so much anxiety. Like, I just have to stop. Like, I have to stop and really focus on October and November. Like, it's really insane. And she's like, okay, not a problem. We won't go. So this weekend, all of our friends were there. All of them were FaceTiming and calling and blowing us up. And usually, I'd be like, okay, Lise, get in the car. It's Palm Springs. We'll just have a good time. And I don't know if it's, like, part of my growth spirit, which I'm very very grateful for (laughs) but I was like no y'all have fun I'm gonna clean my house I'm gonna sit on my couch I'm gonna rehearse and I'm gonna like be with my partner and it was so such a different feeling than I've ever experienced but I was so happy just being at home and I feel like that's with age that's with therapy that's with life but like I really did have the joy of I missed nothing about Dinah this well, year. Like I, 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 I hear this in theory, and I love that you had a great weekend, and I think that that's, that does show growth, and I think that's just part of being an adult. Like There's certain things we don't need to do anymore, but like Jomo feels like a joke to me, because Jomo feels like people who are trying to be like, yay, look, I skipped a thing last minute, and I had so much fun because of it. In my brain, I'm like, whoever said you had to go to these things to begin with? Like, meaning, like, like just because dinosaur happens and you've done it in the past, why do our brains work like, well, we have to go this year or we're making a change? Like, why does it have to be like that? I guess I don't understand that. Well, maybe I'll I'll talk about it, like, in a security way, right? Yeah. Okay, so we'll just use me, for example, because it just happened. Me, five years ago, would have needed the rest, would have needed to not go. But because of the industry that we're in, it's usually good for me to go network. It's good for me to go sing, whatever. Sure. Five years ago, had I said, I have a jam-packed October, I'm exhausted, I can't go, I would have been on everyone's Instagram. I would have probably gotten a fight with Lisa. Got it. I would have been really upset that I needed a rest. So you I might have stayed I, home, but you would have been watching have been the miserable, whole time. Yeah, okay, right? Yeah. And so I think the joy of missing out is simply going like, it's a perspective now where you're like, you love your friends, mm-hmm. you love those events, you know that there will be more, but you're so secure that you know you're not going to miss out. Yeah. Your friends do miss and love you. There will be one next year, but you're taking care of yourself. And that brings you a lot of peace, which is what it brought me this weekend, which is a new feeling because I haven't always been like that. Yeah, no, I think maybe I've had Jomos for so many years that I don't even think of it anymore. Yeah. Like, our, our, our struggle, we're on the opposite end of this right now. I'm, you know, 42, my husband's 32. We just got married and we're trying 
to be better at going and doing things, trying to show up and support people's events, trying to be better at that because we for years just chill at home and we've had a blast. Yeah. Like, and now, but we're at the opposite point where we're like, we've stayed home too much. Like people forget we exist sometimes. So like we're trying to actively get out there more. Um, so it's interesting. Like maybe I'm reverting. Maybe I'm becoming a child. Maybe that's what's maybe happening. That's what's happening. Maybe that's what's happening. No, but sometimes it is important. I, I think in certain seasons of our lives, I think sometimes it is important to like be kind of childlike, right? You're like in a busy girl season. Like you just released an album. So there's a lot going on. And leading up to it, you didn't have a whole lot of free time either. And and I think this weekend is maybe for you the reason that it brought you so much joy is that you had a, you had a chance to exhale for a moment and just be yeah yeah and yeah exist. it's different it's yeah. everyone's different I mean listen I was very excited to to do laundry and mop my floors mm, and go grocery shopping yes. but if that were my every weekend thing maybe I wouldn't have been as excited see that is my but every I weekend needed thing. the rest <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm just like I I think that this is just a good way to put into perspective because I think that for somebody who has experienced FOMO. A lot of my life, or even just not getting invited, um, to be able to have the peace of like, I, I just don't want to go, gives other people permission to go, oh, it's a good thing that I don't want to go. Like, it's okay. What's what's the worst cancel you've ever done? Have you ever like just lied about something? to get? I, I can see a glimmer in your eye right now. I feel like there's something ornery in there. Uh, I felt it's re- never been a lie. It's never been a lie. Okay. That- but one thing that will live on forever with me and this particular particular sister of mine. Oh my know God, her, I know Kim what you're Caldwell. Ta- Same, that was mine too. But I was like in her wedding. Uh, okay, oh, you were, And yeah. we were like, mm-hmm. we are still like sisters. And to the day I was like, she's like, if you cancel my wedding, I'm going to kill you. And I was like, I'm not going to. And then it was New Year's Eve and I got a huge call to yes. do a New Year's Eve performance. And I was like, you don't understand it's so much money. To this day, two months ago, she goes, I still can't believe you didn't come to my wedding. Ten years oh. ago. She has children. We have full-on lives. She still holds it against me. In her wedding. I was supposed to be at her wedding, and I missed it because I, got, I was working for Good Day LA at the time. They're like, we need you to work. I started, like, literally New Year's morning. And I was like, and they had I had to be there like four in the morning, and she yeah. was getting married, I think, in Palm Springs yeah, or in somewhere, Palm Springs. I guess, or something like that. And um, yeah, and and when, I knew this too, and that's one of the ones I didn't lie about anything, but I still feel terrible that I missed her wedding. Yeah, well, and as you get older, I think I was twenty three. Yep. So when that happened, I was twenty three. Like I, I was like, so okay. many weddings back then. Now I'm I, like, oh, it's a big deal. I went based on whether or not I could afford a flight at that time or a hotel room. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Back in the day, like, the, uh, you got me on a good week. I guess I can come to your wedding. Yeah. But usually I couldn't afford anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's so funny you said that one because I knew that was going to be your answer. It's mm-hmm. also probably my answer as yeah. well. But I do. I I am. I'm. I'm not a canceler. I hate when people cancel last minute. That drives me crazy. Especially if it's like I planned something. Like I put a lot of effort into something. If we're just like going and meeting up somewhere, I don't care. But if I'm coming over for a dinner or you're coming over for a party or something like that and you cancel like an hour before, that drives me crazy. Yeah. Um. But I also low-key respect it. Like, I understand people need... I know. Also, kind of, if people, like, cancel, I don't always love it. If they but do you it gotta let it go. time to time. Yeah. I'm not... If I have friends who cancel two, three times in a row, I'm not asking them to do anything totally. ever again. Totally. done. Be respectful when you Jomo. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Oh, we're still talking about the Dinah and... The Michaela's Dinah. Joy of missing out. 
Well, I, I'm curious because I said moments ago that I, our producer Vanessa and I went to see um, Jagged Little Pill this weekend. I, a friend of mine had season tickets, couldn't go. I said, hey, I have four tickets. Do you want them? I said, yeah, let me see who wants to go. And I didn't think, I thought you'd never been to the Pantages, so the theater in LA. So I was like, I'll, I'll reach out to Vanessa, see if she and Joshua are available. I never felt old until I was there and realized that nobody knew. <laughs> Joshua asked me four separate times. So does the is there a concert afterwards? Is the art is that artist going to come out? I'm like that artist, Alanis Morissette. He had no clue who she was, and I felt so old. I just for the first time in my life was like, I'm ancient because these kids are way cooler than me. Listen, they look cooler. They listen to cooler music. It doesn't matter. Listen, I when I was doing the hands off music video, I hired my choreographer. I said this earlier, but it's worth saying again. I hired three other dancers, and we were all the same height. I'm assuming all the same age. I'm 34. They were, like, in their 30s. But one of them had said, oh, yeah, the choreographer who's 32, she goes, yeah, I bought this Alanis Morissette tape. And then we looked at one of the girls, one of the dancers, and she goes, oh, I'm sorry, is that, like, a 30 and up thing? Oh my And we were God. like, See? what'd you just say, little bitch? Okay, so. Uh, but she just turned 27 yesterday. Uh, and I was like, oh, I guess she wouldn't know who listen, Alanis Morissette we're is. We're at that point in our lives where you were in my wedding and, and my side of the wedding party was like the aunties. Yeah. Besides my little sister, she was younger, but everybody else was like the aunties. And then my husband's side of the wedding party were like the bad bitches. They were like young and fierce and everything. And like, turns out the aunties. Uh, hung a little bit longer because yeah, all the bad bitches got hurt. They were dropping left and, and right, <laughs> and the aunties were raging till four in the morning. So be careful what you say be about careful, aunties. Baby. Well, one aunt, an aunt, is slammed for telling her adopted niece uh, that heirloom is only for the actual family. This is another round of them. I the a hole. Okay, so a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, in this post. Uh, this person said, am I the a-hole for saying I'll call the police if a family heirloom wasn't returned to my adopted daughter, right? In my family, it's a tradition that the oldest daughter gets gifted an, uh, an old sapphire ring on her 11th birthday. The ring belonged to my grandmother who gave it to my aunt who gave it to me because all of my cousins are male. So she had no male kids, right? She said she gifted Lily the ring on her birthday a few months ago since she is her oldest daughter. She loves that ring more than anything. She put it on a chain to wear around her neck so that she could keep better track of it. And in the months that she's had it, I've never seen her take it off. Now, recently, uh, this person's sister dropped Lily off at home after hanging out. She went straight to her room and seemed quieter than normal. I thought maybe she was just tired. Um, so the husband and I didn't immediately ask her what was going on. But later that night, went to go check on her because I wanted to be sure. Okay. Now, when she went to speak to her daughter, Lily, she saw that she had been crying because Mia took the ring from her and said it is supposed to go to the actual oldest daughter. <gasps> Mia told her that since she was adopted, she isn't really family. Oh, this is awful. So she's asking, um, this person said it only goes to the blood family. That's what should happen here. Who's the a-hole? I've been watching House of the Dragon, right? And there's like, heir to the throne but like the real heirs to the throne but then also like the ones who are so, sort of like I, I can i say bastard children i think that's the thing we're allowed to say yeah i think so um, so they're In kind of dealing context. with that on house of the dragon right now um but uh, uh, you gotta feel for this i don't kid. know it's weird because i'll say this okay i adopted or not family is family like i believe that, that part. like my favorite aunt 
uh, happened to be adopted. And her children are my cousin. Like, there's no difference. She's the nicest to me, the most supportive. She actually probably is listening to our show right now because she's the only person in my family that listens to Aunt Teresa. Mm. We've already called Aunt yes. Teresa. It's Aunt Titi. Mm-hmm. But I have another aunt that married into the family and then divorced my uncle that when my grandma, when I was with my ex, my grandma gave me her wedding ring mm-hmm. so that if he ever wanted to propose, he could propose with this ring. So the ring was left in his safe at his parents' house because it was a wedding ring. We had a little apartment. It wasn't a big deal. When we broke up, I didn't immediately ask for the ring back because he was pretty, well, I kind of did, but he was ignoring me. He was oh, mad at God. me. So he wouldn't talk to me. I could not get a hold of him to get my grandmother's ring back from out of this safe. So you sent your Italian uncles? No, I didn't say anything because I didn't want my grandma to know that I didn't have the physical ring. Mm. Long story short. I love how you say the physical ring. The physical ring. Honey, you didn't have any version of the ring. But I mean, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like in my hand. Well, as my grandmother was dying two years ago, turns out... The aunt that was married and then divorced into the family, who's honestly kind of a bitch, and I hope she's also listening. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not, but she's not listening. Um, She went and got the ring from my ex, and she kept it. Wait, what? And she said, "My," I called her and I said, do you have grandma's wedding ring? And she said, well, you didn't care enough about it, so grandma sent me to go get it. And I go, well, where's the ring now? And she goes, I don't know. And I was like, no, you've got the wedding ring. Where's the wedding ring? She's like, well, you didn't care. And grandma told me to go get it because grandma was very sad and hurt that you would leave her wedding ring with him. So it caused this whole like fight because I'm my grandma's granddaughter. Like mm-hmm. I'm her baby. And my aunt still to this day will not tell me where the ring is. Wait, the fake aunt or the real aunt? The fake aunt. She still has it? The one that's married and divorced into the family. Give me your number. But she says she doesn't have it. So my point is, I think that there are lines where people in the family should not have the ring. If you've been married, it's not even like she's still married into our family. Yeah, no way. She's been divorced from our family for 25 years. Now her sons are still in the family. Mm. But my point is... That's an a-hole move. No matter what, that's still my grandma. Yeah. However, adopted, I don't think makes a difference. At all. At all. You're adopted, your family. That's blood, and that's family. Mm. So it's a little different. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, B. Channel Q. What do you do when it's raining outside? I get an umbrella. You get an umbrella. <laughs> Who am I talking I about, Vanessa? I see what you're doing. I see what am you're I, doing. Am I talking about Riri? Riri. I might be. Is there a reason, Michaela? Uh, yeah, there is, and it's a big reason. Okay, why don't you tell us? Okay, we love Rihanna, and we have been waiting, I feel like, for years. Forever. For new music. She's given us Fenty Beauty. She's given us... Savage X Fenty. Savage X Fenty. Mm-hmm. She's given us a baby, who we still haven't really got to see. But now she's giving us the Super Bowl. The singer confirmed she's headlining the 2023 Super Bowl halftime show in Glendale, Arizona, by posting a photo of herself holding a football. The captionless image was posted just hours after TMZ reported that Rihanna is in talks to headline next year's national championship game. It's on. Rihanna will take the stage for the first ever Apple Music Super Bowl halftime show on 21223. Rock Nation, who has helped produce the halftime show over the past few years, and the National Football League also tweeted the same image writing, let's go. Apple Music. Remember, it used to be Pepsi forever. Yes. It's huge. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'm very excited. I think she's going to put on a phenomenal show. I wouldn't be surprised if she implemented some sort of runway show as well to show off Savage X Fenty mm-hmm. because she's so multi-layered. Um, I feel like you need to be in her next Savage X Fenty runway show. I feel like they're probably casting it already or about to shoot it. Honestly, I just need to get some sort of agent. <laughs> no, I, I feel, feel like, like I miss be, out a lot I of I feel things. like you'd be perfect in, in her fashion show. I would show. love that. You're curvy and you look really great in... Thanks, lingerie. Wow, maybe I'm trying to what F are you, you in love with me? Are you trying to F me today? Apparently. The roles, the roles have reversed. No, I'm excited about Rihanna, obviously. Me too. Rumor is that Taylor Swift turned it down, and you'll probably respect this because she's, she wants to record, uh, re-record the masters of all of her albums that Scooter Braun stole from her. <laughs> Remember when he yeah, bought them? Yeah, totally makes to, sense. She wants to have them all done before she performs again. Totally makes sense. Why is that? What exactly does that do for her? Because if she performed those songs, they'll want to immediately download and re-listen to Taylor Swift on iTunes, and they'll be listening to the masters that she doesn't own. Got it. So when she re-records the new masters, how do you differentiate between which ones you're listening to on iTunes or Spotify or whatever? Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's where it gets complicated. I, for she me. may label it. Got it. Uh, and let people know so that, that her fans this know is to support her new stuff. Totally. And they'll probably really go buy the albums again and like, do the whole thing again. Totally. Mm. But it makes sense why she wouldn't want to until it's done. Wow. But congratulations to Riri. We love you. Rihanna's only 34, by the way. I know. That's insane. That's your age. Yeah. Wow. Okay, rub it in. Um, (laughs) Okay, coming up, what is going on in Iran? We've been talking about it all weekend, but we have an an opinions columnist joining us from the Washington Post to really break it all down in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Coming up this hour on the show, did you hear about these students down in Louisiana uh, who thought they were going to a job fair, a career fair, and they were taken to a transphobic church instead? (gasps) Horrendous. No, that's horrendous. Kind of reminds me of what Ron DeSantis and and Governor Abbott are doing with immigrants right now, busing them and flying them all over the country and telling them that they're going to go get jobs and opportunities and dropping them off at 
Kamala Harris's front door. Totally. Uh, we're going to be talking about that this hour uh, on a broader scale. What is going on in Iran? A lot of people are asking. A lot of people don't understand exactly what's happening. Um, the people of Iran are fighting back, especially the women. They're standing up and fighting back, uh, fighting oppression in a way that I don't know that they've ever quite done, at least in no. modern history. And and the entire world is watching. We have an expert joining us uh, in this hour to break it all down. If you have any questions, uh, hopefully he's going to answer some of those. Calling in from the Washington Post uh, to talk about the you know the Iranian women you know rising up, uh, and we fully support it. So we're going to have that conversation here in about 13 minutes. So stick around for that as well. How you doing? It's Monday. I'm doing good, honey. You got a case of the Mondays yet? Uh, not yet. I was very proud to say I did not even have the case of the uh, Sunday scaries yesterday. Okay, good. I like I know. that. We love to see it. I had a good Sunday too. I went to bed at like eight thirty, which is probably why I woke up at three thirty. Oh yeah. Yeah, a little too early, I feel like. And uh, and my husband even said he's like, I can't get you to watch one more show with me before bed. Um, but then I woke up this morning and I sat on the couch with my dog and read my book. I mean, I got a political, not a political. I got a, a thriller. A thriller novel. Exciting. I've decided to read a piece of fiction, and I haven't done that in the longest time. And I've never read a thriller before. Ooh, girl. It was fabulous. I think that man across the lake murdered his wife. Yeah. Well, didn't they make a movie Mm -hmm. about it? Well, I I think there is. So Vanessa thought, so this book just came out this year, so it's not based on this one. Okay. But there are a lot of, like, thriller movies that take place in cabins. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But this one's really, really good. The, The author is Riley Sager. You wrote a book called Final Girls, which I'm going to read next, I think, because I'm kind of into it. Yeah. Uh, although I was a little bit disappointed because I thought Riley was a woman. Oh. And then I realized that Riley was a male author. Because okay. the, like, the lead character is a strong like female. And I love that. And it felt like it was written by a woman. But yeah. But they say, Surprise. behind every good woman is a good man. That is not what they it's, say. Uh, it's it's At important all. to have you know strong men. Not sad. In order to give women an opportunity, because you all need us. Shut up. Shrinking violets you are. Every, <laughs> every single one. Um, You know what I watched this weekend, though? Tell me. You'll love this. I, you might have seen it. Maybe you told me about it. One of you may have said it last week. Reboot? Obsessed. On Hulu? No, no, no. No, Vanessa said it. I keep thinking of- Upload. Upload. No, you like Upload yes. on Amazon Prime. Reboot I have not Did watched. Did you see Reboot? You told me about it? Yeah, I've only seen one episode. Oh, I've watched three or four. I think it's all that's available right now. It's hilarious. Is it? It's so funny. It really it really kind of like tackles the difference between sitcoms in the 90s and nowadays. Wow. And how the humor that, that we got away with back then was, first of all, very problematic, but yeah. also kind of corny. And now... Those reality show like or not sitcom like the the storylines are always so unrealistic. Totally. Nowadays though, it's a lot different, and it's kind of those two worlds like clashing. Yeah. Clashing, clashing. Okay. That's clashing, yeah, colliding, or clashing. Those are the two words I was trying I to choose that. from. And clashing. Why not? And it's really, really, really interesting. They reboot this old show from the '90s, and the the cast is insane. I love it. One of my a, a girl I actually know, her boyfriend plays the the younger guy. Uh, in the show. So it's really, really funny. If you're looking for a funny, like, no-brain sitcom, reboot that's the way to go. on Hulu is really, really good. Love. So yeah, that's what I did with my weekend. Great. All right. Not fighting for rights like the people of Iran right now. I feel like I should have been doing more. I know. I met up with my uh, Iranian friend yesterday, and I said, hey, do you want to, um, like, go to this rally? There's one at 4 o'clock. I looked it up, and she was like, you know, I don't. Like, yeah. I know this fight, and it's really depressing, and I'm pretty heartbroken, and you know, a lot of uh, Iranian women are saying they're really stuck in the middle right now. Is it going to be the thing that finally frees them? 
Or are they just going to continue getting murdered? Mm -hmm. As we've seen, there's one video going viral that's devastating. A young, beautiful woman, like, tied up her hair and went in to start fighting. And the internet shut off. She was shot six times and died. And so it's more than just Masa Amini right now. You know, a story that's also getting kind of thrown to the side are two lesbian uh, Iranian women who also died. Uh, in September for being gay. They were murdered. As everyone knows, it's illegal to be gay there. It's so insane. And so, yeah, I mean, the stories are blowing up, thank God. And I think that more people are, are hearing about this. But, like, you know, oppression is real. And these Iranian women are, like, fighting for their lives right now. And, and religious and... radicalism is so terrifying. Yeah, it is. It's always, like, religion's always the root of all of this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I'm excited to continue having these conversations to continue informing people. They need our help right now. Yeah. Uh, and we're all about women's rights, whether it's Roe v. Wade here in the U.S., whether it's, you know, keep your hands off my hijab in Iran, whatever yeah. it is, we're, we're always here to fight for it. Yeah, so we've got a, a reporter calling us from the Washington Post in about 10 minutes, so stick around for that conversation. Right now, what else is going on in the news? Okay, Babel, after performance from a repertoire of the best-known hits from his songbook and a special musical concert at the White House Friday evening, Elton John was called to the podium where, accompanied by the First Lady Jill Biden, President Joe Biden surprised the iconic British singer-songwriter with the award. The president presented John with the National Humanities Medal for his advocacy work in recognition of LGBTQ rights and tireless activism against the global HIV-AIDS crisis disease through his contributions in music and the arts. The National Humanities Medal, inaugurated in 1997, honors individuals or groups whose work has deepened the nation's understanding of the humanities and broadened its citizens' engagement with history, literature, languages, philosophy, and other humanities subjects. All right, another news. Uh, in Southern Oregon this week, a battle over pronouns spilled from social media into a school board meeting where parents and other concerned citizens demanded the ouster of a non-binary first-grade teacher. The unidentified teacher was recently hired to teach first grade at Griffin Creek Elementary School in Medford, Oregon. The meeting attracted several dozen speakers and protesters who insisted on addressing the issue. Despite the board's directive that personnel decisions were not a topic for discussion in the public forum, particularly when it involved privacy issues. These parents wanted to fire a teacher because they're non-binary? Yeah. Like, what the F is wrong with people? Honestly, genuinely, I don't understand why people are so hateful and ignorant. It's crazy. What are you afraid of? Who knows? All right, let's get into weather. 77 in D.C. today, 90 in Orlando, 91 in New Orleans, 99 in Vegas, 90 in L.A., and 109 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. Well, this one's to all those uh, parents who showed up at that school board meeting. Things that we love tell us what we are. And if you love hating people and judging people, you're hateful and judgmental. Yeah. It is what it is. Period. Okay, coming up, what is going on in Iran? An an opinions columnist uh, joins us from the Washington Post to break it all down why these women are arguably bolder than ever. But will they win the fight? Coming up. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Now, if you've been paying attention to global news, uh, you're appalled as we have been watching the situation unfold in Iran. Uh, And here to help us make sense of what is actually going on, what these women face, Mm -hmm. Um, and, and if there's a chance that this this time could be different, is a columnist from the Washington Reporter. Please welcome to the program, Jason Rizayan. Uh I think I just said your last name wrong, and I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> Say it okay. again. 
Rezaian. Rezaian. I practiced it three times, and as soon as I said it, it's I knew right. I was wrong. It's all right. Uh, that's about as light as we're going to get in this conversation, because yeah. this is a heavy one. Yeah. Um, you're you're covering the situation in Iran, and Michaela's been paying very close attention since the beginning yeah. on social media. Um, what do you want our listeners to know, and what actually is happening there right now? Well, first of all, what I want you to know is that Iran, for the past 43 years, has been uh, essentially a gender apartheid state. Women are subjected to different laws and regulations than men based on uh, Islamic law, Sharia. Um, they have to adhere to uh, dress codes. Their value uh, under the law is less than a man's. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been a very difficult situation. But the reality is that over the past 30-plus uh, years, women have become increasingly educated in Iran. Their levels of education are actually much higher than men's. They take part in every aspect of the workforce. So you can imagine that because they are uh, degraded under the law and uh, contributing so heavily to uh, all aspects of life in that country, they would want to be treated equally. Mm. Um, so these uh, these protests are uh, uh, sparked by the death in custody of a young woman named Massa Amini, who was uh, killed by what we call in Iran the morality police. Uh, some people outside will call them the immorality police. They are tasked with ensuring that women are wearing proper hijab i mean imagine a, a dress code force it's like uh, you know high school all over again right somebody wow. walking around monitoring the streets uh to to ensure that women are, are are properly covered according to the regulations there so this is not uh, a normal situation uh, the part the protest that that came about after the death of Massa i mean he, uh, have gone into uh, well into their second week. It's 10 days now. Uh, and it's spread around the country. There, there is a sense of great dissatisfaction. Um, and this is not the only thing people are protesting. Iranians have for years um, been wanting change, wanting more representative government, um, and yearning for the opportunity to, to express themselves. And so this is a natural... Um, outcropping of, of dissent that's been going on for many years. Well, Jason, it's crazy because it wasn't always like this, and I've been following this story so closely because I just stand for women. And last month, we were all hellbent on Roe v. Wade overturning here in the U.S. Now we're watching Iranian women fight for their lives. But only 30 years ago were Iranian women treated like queens. They were not wearing hijabs. They were in pageants. They were treated so well. They did not have to cover up. And then out of nowhere, they quickly had to follow all of these very religious rules that we're now watching play out. And it sparked a lot of conversation with Roe v. Wade overturning. Is this how easily it could be headed the same way that it did in Iran when we all think that like it's all good and women's rights aren't that big of a deal? Because as we've seen, it quickly turned and now many women are dying, six so far, that have put themselves in front of police to be shot to death while the internet has been turned out. Well, I think that the big difference, Michaela, is that here in the United States, we still have uh, the the rule of law based system that we've enjoyed for 246 years. Uh, that hasn't been uh, disestablished just yet. There are people working to uh, to undermine that, and they have made great inroads over the last four years. But the, the truth is, in Iran, they never had 
democratic uh, leadership. And so when the revolution happened in 1979 uh, and Islamists ended up uh, co-opting that revolution and taking over the country, uh, it was a a major surprise that, that no one really foresaw coming. I think we're quite a ways from that here in, in the United States, but all the more reason for all of us to stand up uh, to protect our uh, constitution and, and 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 essentially agree that um, that the notion that that all people are created equal and are are represented equally under the law uh, is is a core value of life in the United States, one that won't be taken away. And and I think you know it, it, it's. Protecting democracy is a lot more difficult than, uh, uh, than, than, than we think, and we've seen how it can be undermined uh, in recent years, and, and we should be uh, working together uh, to, to ensure choice, to ensure um, control over our own bodies, uh, and, and, and keeping um, the law out of dictating uh, how we uh, choose to, to live our lives. Well, we see that a lot of Iranian women are hitting the streets all over the, the country and all over the world. But a question that somebody had was, how are the younger generation of Iranian men? Are they following suit as well behind these women? Are they wanting to fight uh, to keep the same religious rights? Where do they sort of stand? Well, look, I think that this is a big uh, marking point in the history of of the Islamic Republic. Men, especially young men, are much more supportive of uh, these current protests than they have been uh, in in previous rounds. Uh, Women are are standing up and and essentially um, men are standing with them. This is uh, 50% of of the population plus the men who support them. And I think that, that we should uh, applaud these young Iranians for their bravery and, and, and not, um, not forget the, 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 the risks that they're taking. Jason, I mean, we could talk about this forever. I want to ask quickly before we let you go, you know, we've seen what the Arab Spring a few years back and, and similar situations, kind of uprisings in, in Turkey and Lebanon and other parts of the Middle East. Um, do you think this time could be different for the women of Iran? Look, I think it already is different. Does it mean that the, the Islamic Republic is going to fall uh, in the coming days? I don't think so. Uh, but the, 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 the pace of protests, the ferocity of protests, the fearlessness of protesters is uh, advancing. Um, and, and I think that, um, you know, when people ask me uh, about the prospects for the future of Iran, I always tell them, look to the young women. Uh, they are the future of this country, uh, and, and I believe that uh, they will have their way. Mm. Uh, thank you so much, Jason, for joining us. Uh, hopefully you'll join us again because it's a conversation. I have so many more questions, but we appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you both, and, and I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right, coming up, students were told they were going to a career fair. Instead, they were taken elsewhere that was extremely transphobic. Find out that story and why coming up next. 
giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Let's drag religion, shall we, for just a moment? Great. Because so many in the religious right claim that our community were full of groomers and we have we're trying to indoctrinate young kids and and by teaching them love and empathy and compassion for one another. Uh, they talk about the gay agenda. What is the gay agenda? Well, I'll tell you what the gay agenda is. Leave us alone and let us be. That's the gay agenda. Like, we just want to live our lives, right? Yeah. Religion is so interesting to me. When I made my music video for Hands Off, I made sure to put in a very large piece where I was essentially dressed up like you would in a Catholic church and, like, praying with novena candles to really signify how religion is so problematic when it comes to uh, women's rights, gay rights, and anything that the church just doesn't agree with. And it was sort of to highlight the fact that, like, I'm turning religion, I'm praying to your religion to stop you from well, harming us. Well, people get most, uh, most sort of defensive and go on the attack when um, a lot of times, like, if somebody calls something out inside of you, it's usually because it's something they do in themselves. Or if you if something about somebody else upsets you, it's probably because it triggers something because you're like, oh, I'm looking in a mirror, right? Yeah. That's me. It's like when Donald Trump tries to like accuse everything, everybody being evil, it's because he's evil. Because he's doing bad things. Right. But he's like projecting onto everybody else. Well, it's exactly what happened recently. Uh, and talk about indoctrination. A Louisiana uh, school district uh, bust 2,000 kids. They told them they were taking them to a career fair to a job fair, right? They took them to a transphobic church event called Day of Hope, okay? 2,100 high school seniors from East Baton Rouge Parish School System. Now, this was supposed to be, like I said, a, a, a career fair, but students and parents later said it was more focused on pushing religious indoctrination than providing any clear or real career advice. They had uh, lessons on sexism and not about like how to oppose sexism, but how to sort of like outright be sexist and to separate by gender uh, and to take transgender students, they were discriminated against completely um, and were bullied during this day. Like, it's so gross to me that an entire like segment of humanity would rather believe or follow some sort of indoctrination, some sort of rule that is clearly oppressive. Yeah. That is clearly not kind or rooted in love at all. So that they can feel what? Yeah, I feel like this is genuinely the theme this week, how religion is so problematic, whether it be like Iranian women, which we just had the conversation about, whether it be our uh, trans and queer brothers and sisters. People really use religion as a weapon. And it's just really sad to see because it's like the most unchristian-like thing ever. I read this quote the other uh, day that said uh, from Gandhi, and I'm going to just make it up as best as I can. But he said, I, I do like the Christian religion, but I don't like the Christians because mm-hmm. uh, it's taken so out of context when it comes to those types of things. And it's really sad. And imagine being on a bus, thinking you're getting a job and you're taken somewhere where you're going to be abused and berated. Just awful. Mm-hmm. Terrible. All right. Coming up in uh, 
the next segment. It's What's Poppin'. Harvey Firestein wants a movie version of the musical Kinky Boots, but find out who he wants to star in it. We'll discuss next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Things are about to get kinky and I'm here for it. You ready? Ready. What's poppin'? Okay, well, Harvey Firestein wants Harry Styles to star in a movie version of Kinky Boots. Uh, Broadway legend Harvey Firestein, whose show Kinky Boots is currently playing off-Broadway, uh, said, I think Harry Styles would be glorious. And uh, listen, Harvey Firestein knows what he's talking about. He's brilliant. It's his musical. If he wants Harry Styles to be the lead, that's what it should be. He knows the role better than anybody else. I mean, I was introduced to the role by Todrick Call, who then it was taken over by Billy Porter, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I always just assumed it was predominantly black queer men. No, no, we're talking about different roles in the show. Oh, 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 he not thinks, to no, take... No, he thinks Bruno Mars should play Lola. That is the lead. This is the role of the young man who's trying to save his family's business. Okay. Who then works with the drag queen. Okay. I've seen the show many times. I saw it this summer again okay. with Wayne Brady okay. at the that Hollywood would Bowl. Be, yes. But that would be incredible. Yes. Well, what a cast. So this is the role that basically Jake Shears played on Broadway. Jake Shears, the lead singer yes. of Scissor Sisters. Right, at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes. So okay. then it makes a little bit more sense. Totally makes sense. It's a little problematic to think about like all of a sudden like taking away a historically black role and giving it to a white this guy that is it's but that's not what's happening here but yeah i think i guess be, that's why i was so defensive no, no. i was like harvey knows what he wants I guess harvey play, okay? must know, yeah. <laughs> no uh wow, bruno mars bruno mars would be fantastic in that role bruno mars would be fantastic he can sing he can move yeah i think it'd be really interesting to see i like sometimes you would know better than i do because i'm not a big theater girl mm-hmm. um I like the movie adaptations. Sometimes. So it's interesting because, well, first of all, I'm I'm surprised. I'd be surprised if they didn't use Billy Porter or Wayne Brady in that role. They're the most two iconic men to have played Lola. Um, but if they to, do a total recast like they're doing with Wicked where, you know, Ariana Grande is playing uh, Elphaba. Or no, she's playing, is she playing Elphaba? Is she playing... No, she's playing Galinda, right? Yes. Now they're using like pop stars, her and, and Cynthia Erivo, who is it's a Broadway playing, star. Yeah. So they're kind of mixing it up there. It's I, I don't know. Sometimes, listen, Moulin Rouge is my favorite romantic like film of all time. I rewatched it this last weekend after seeing the Broadway show twice. I never thought in a million years I would say this. I almost like the Broadway show better. Wow. And, and I and the film is so iconic to me. But seeing it through my husband's eyes last weekend, I was like, oh, I see how this has kind of aged a bit. It's 20 years ago. So sometimes the movie's better. Sometimes, Listen, what they did with Cats, though, when they made that into a movie? Come on. The Broadway show listen was weird, but it was so Stop. much better. I, was that in 2020 or it 2019? It was about the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. We watched it a few months ago AJ, out of curiosity. It was the, okay, I want to watch it out of curiosity. You can see the cats like bungholes. <laughs> And you can see like their skin, but you can see their real hands sometimes. It was the weirdest thing. I will tell you, my husband and I each took an edible and we're like, okay, we're going to try to get through this. Let's go. And he was like, what the I want to come over this weekend and take an edible and watch it. No, it's insane. I could never watch it again. It's insane. I know. It's absolute insanity. I know. So the movie's not always better than the Broadway show. No, I hear that. Mm. All right. Coming up in our next hour, we're discussing uh, calling off after a breakup. Is this acceptable Hmm. I think it could be considered as a mental health day but to you we'll discuss next 
The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. So you're going through a tough breakup, right? You decide to take a day and call off work. Okay. Is that problematic or is it a healthy use of your paid time off? The internet is divided. I feel like this is a generational conversation. Yeah, it is. It totally is going and to be. And we're going to share our thoughts here in a little bit. Remember back yes. in the day when they used to give you like awards for never missing a day of work or never missing a day of school? Look, I've got so many opinions on this mm. because I've been in both positions and I now lean towards the latter Same. of my decision. Same. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen. The veil was, has been lifted. The veil has been lifted. But also, there was never a reason to work that hard. I mean, maybe there was, but now with technology and the way that things have been so very right. simplified, mm-hmm. you can get what you used to have to... Like, for example, I don't want to talk too much about this, but for example, Lisa's mom only knows how to do paperwork, right? Like handwritten <laughs> yeah. paperwork. And she, has, she owns properties. Somebody in her position knows how to use a computer. So what Lisa's mom gets done in eight hours, somebody can get done in two. A thousand percent. My parents still pay all their bills with checks. They sit down wow. at the kitchen table once a month. They write down checks and they get stamps and envelopes. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why? Just, I don't know that they trust the online stuff. Yeah, I hear or, that. I, I, I hear my, that. My, my, my husband, my uncle one time gave me a donation for something. He's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not donating on that. I'll send you a check. I'm like, well, the fundraiser is done in like three days. So if you can get that to me quickly, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. So I just made the donation. You just hope, got away. <laughs> hope that he would send me a check to cover it at some point. Uh, yeah. But we're having this conversation coming up here in just a little bit. Is it okay to take a day off of work if you're going through a tough breakup? Uh, right now, though, it's time uh, for some news on the beat. You're very much not broken up. You and I are in happy, healthy relationships. Yes, we are. And, um, and, Thank you, God. And we're doing, we're doing the news. We're doing the news. All right. We have to keep our country gay. Donald Trump stammered at a campaign rally in North Carolina on Friday. Clearly reading from a teleprompter, Trump misread the canned words sent his way. Remember, I was going to say, I was going to use an expression, we have to keep our country gay, but but it's not, I mean, for some reason, it's just not great anymore, and we can name those. Oh, he caught himself. He was and trying we just, to stand. And we can't. And then you just. Joe Biden has had a speech impediment, and he's been a stutterer since he was a little kid. Right? That's different. You, Mister Former President, twice impeached. Pull it together. They dragged Joe Biden for everything. Loki, he did fall asleep one time, I think. He did, and that was not okay. Yeah, but the other day I saw something about Joe Biden. They're like, Joe Biden lost on stage, has dementia, doesn't know where he's going. And he literally finished giving a talk on stage and there wasn't clear direction about which way he was supposed to exit because somebody else was supposed to come onto the stage and give the next part of the talk. And he stood there and was kind of like looking to his aides like, do I go this way or do I go that way? And I'm like, that's me every time I'm on a stage. Like, yeah, that's not. Which way do I go? Listen, he fell asleep once. I got it. He's old, but like, come on. The falling asleep isn't okay, that but one, you do yeah. get confused sometimes. But also, I get pretty bored and fall asleep at things. Not okay, you President. you ever been to one of our company meetings? Oh, my God. I liked it. People you skip like a, me there. usually skip them. You haven't been to one in years in person. I have. I just went last week. Where? To a company meeting. Oh, no, 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 no. no. That's different. You and I got to go on stage and introduce somebody, and then we hightailed it out of there. I started this station, okay? I went to every company <laughs> meeting there was until the pandemic. Yeah, years ago. That's what I'm saying. They're really, yeah. really boring. No, I like them. Okay. Well, you haven't been to one recently. 
the one last week. No, honey, that's different. You didn't go to that. You went, you ate food with me, and then we got up and made some jokes on stage, and then we left really fast. We didn't have to sit in the audience, is what I'm saying. Listen, we did one time have a really great one when we brought the drag queens oh, I heard to about the company that. meeting, and how'd I that, thoroughly enjoyed that, that one, too. How'd that go over with the rest of the company? I think they were stressed out, but I loved it. <laughs> I gave the drag queens dollar bills, honey. I said, that's Channel Q's work. I will say this. We walked out on that stage the other day, and this was like a, this was a whole company-wide odyssey thing, right? Where all the stations are there, all the talents there, and we're all doing our thing, getting up and doing our bits on stage. Everybody else is like doing what they do. They're professional. We get up there and Michaela, and this is fantastic, it was iconic. She says, happy bisexual awareness week. And everybody kind of sat there. I'm like, honey, they're straight. They're straight people. And they just didn't, they, they didn't get any of it. I feel like you either really, really get me or you don't. Yeah, they don't get it. I got a couple DMs, though. They appreciated it. Okay. See? On the down low, <laughs> there's always one or two. Low-key, they want to like me. Yeah. Low-key, they want to be my friend. I get that. Make America <laughs> gay again. America's not gay enough. You're right, Donald Trump. You're right, Donnie. But I do better gay and then again, I mean again. He got so nervous when he said the word gay. Moron. All right, let's get into weather. 77 in D.C. today, 90 in Orlando. 91 in Vegas. I'm sorry, 91 in New Orleans. 99 in Vegas. L.A. is 90 degrees and 109 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. Really quickly, we want to know what I love about our show. Go on. You can randomly be talking about the former president of the United States, say moron. Nobody skips a beat and we just keep going. Moron. Oh, yeah. We've set the precedent here of what's to be expected. <laughs> the precedent about the president. The precedent about the president. Here's a vibe. Things that we love tell us what we are. It's like when they say, like, if you want to know who you are, look at the five friends closest to you. Oh, I love that. Oh, God. What have I done? I'm around you all the time. Am I becoming you? I told you? you I'm adored. I got the DMs after the meeting, and you love me, too. Just admit it. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. All right, so you're going through a bad breakup. There literally is nothing worse than a breakup to Mm -hmm, me. Like, mm -hmm. in a weird way, breakups can actually feel worse than a death sometimes. Because at least with a death, you're like, it's not about me. We had our time. They're in a happier place now. And nobody else is making them happier. (laughs) They're, They're just in heaven, right? That's easier to wrap your brain around than... My ex left me, and they might be sleeping with somebody who's making them very happy right now. Yeah. that's It's just so I don't miss that part of my life at all. And I hope that I never have to go through it ever, ever again. I tell my husband all the time, you're so lucky. You've dated one person. One person. Lisa always says that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I broke up with him for eight hours one time eight years ago. But besides that, he's never experienced a breakup. Right. Well, this woman is very much going through a breakup, so much so that she wants to phone in sick to work. And it's dividing the internet. She's asking, is it unreasonable to call in sick following a terrible breakup? Um, No. Well, her partner and father of her child just cheated on her. That's a lot. So how do you handle that? Is that a personal day? Is that a mental health day? Do you take sick days for that? Because, like, I've been physically sick to my stomach after a breakup. So is that a sick day? I think it deserves to be a mental health day. Mm-hmm. I think it's whatever you call it. I think that we are living in a time where there's nothing more important than your mental health. And if you've ever been cheated on, if you've ever cheated on somebody and have a heart, you know what kind of destruction that can cause to somebody and how it feels to you. I remember I 
my ex had like an emotional affair and I was so upset. Wait, what exactly is an emotional affair for you? I caught them like texting. Got it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and look, I I have I feel very differently about emotional affairs. Mm-hmm. It's just like sort of where I come sometimes from. Sometimes they're better, sometimes they're worse. Yeah. yeah. Whatever the case was, I was really young. I was 24 and I wasn't expecting it. It was just kind of out of nowhere. And after all of that happened, I got into my car and I got into an accident. And I was so upset. You know who I called actually to come get me? Ryan Durr. I was like, hey, I got into an accident. Come get me. Um, Because I was so like shaken up and like all over the place and I really like couldn't focus. And I I think that in this day and age, I I literally was walking um, outside the other day and I ran into a friend of ours and she was shaking. And I said, are you okay? And she goes, I'm really sorry. I'm just going through a breakup right now. They're hard. They're awful. Well, people are saying like her fear is that she's like, what? Because somebody's like, listen, talk to your doctor. Maybe they can write you an excuse for a week or two just so you can like take a breather and pull it back together. Because you got to think, you go into work, especially in it, before COVID times, you're going through something horrendous. You don't want to be at work crying and bringing everybody down. You change and the entire... And you can't fix that. No. And, and it makes it awkward for everybody around you. Because just like you better believe that actually like like a cold or a flu or COVID can be spread amongst work coworkers, so can this. Like the sort of sorrow and the despair and everything starts to like become less organized because you're going through it. If you don't have Understandably. your... Understandably. Yeah. So I would rather... If my coworker is like going through it that hard, I'd be like, oh, just stay home because I don't want to deal with. The, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with the drama and the pressure of it. It's not my breakup, but you're going to bring it to work and make it harder for me. So for me, take the time off because it's, it's really weird too. That I mean, I understand it, but people are always so worried. Like, what are my coworkers going to think? Who cares? Do your coworkers yeah. pay your bills? Do they but have to like, live in your mind? Coming from like a loving place, and 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 I think that you were too. And just to like reiterate this. Like, it's not that I don't want to go through it or it's going to burden or bother me. Like, I just want you to take the time sure. to do what you've got to do. Like, no one's judging you, love you. Like, I if you're going you through a breakup right now. you try to save me for myself, too. That was very sweet of you. Love you. You're like, AJ's coming from a loving I'm really not. I just don't want to deal with your stuff. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, I, I do. It is different. You know, because it because I think that's part of the guilt that people yeah. feel with their coworkers. They're like, oh, great. They're not going to want to deal with me or I'm a burden. Like, you're already feeling bad about yourself. Yeah, but I would, I would, I, listen, if you're going through something, like if you, God forbid something happens to you and Lisa and you need a few days off, I would say take the time off. I don't want you to come to work. Right. I would then come to your home. And make sure you're okay. Yeah. And I would check on you as a friend. Yeah. But as a coworker, I would be like, no, 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 no. Get out of here. Don't you don't need to be here. Go take care of it. Yeah. You know, I, I took a day off a week or so ago and I was like really, really run down. So I and I physically was achy, but I I could have pushed through and said, Okay, I'll just go to work and force myself. No, I was also mentally just done. I needed a day just to wrap my brain around my life again. And I took it. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. And you fully supported this. So I, I think there's a space. I think work sometimes works about work. Like you got to get your work done. Um, and, and for me, I, I, I see no problem with this woman taking a little bit of time. I, her, listen, the father of her child cheated on her. Like that's hard. Yeah. That's not an easy it's thing not to okay. get through. All right. Coming up, naming your baby after a mistress is apparently very common according to this article. What? Could this be saving Adam Levine? I think not. We'll talk about it next. Good morning, B. Channel Q.
All right, so we just had a conversation about going through breakups, how terrible they are. They can be brutal. Yeah, babe. Uh, I got a text from my husband saying, hey, if you need an expert to call in to talk about going through breakups, I said, shut up. You've never been broken up within your life. To be fair, I trust Amelia with my life. If he wanted to tell me how to break up, I'd listen to him. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. We were also, you and I were talking about how I said, I said, be honest with me. Is there any part of you that kind of like in moments at least misses or like enjoys the sorrow of a breakup? Because I'm that kind of person where like, there's something about like being really, really sad that in the it, for moments, I kind of enjoy it in a weird way. Yeah, I'm going to say in a it's very kind of sick comforting. way, yeah. if you talk about content creators as a singer-songwriter, <laughs> breakups are my content. Taylor Swift made a whole career out Listen, of it. Listen, you can't write songs when you're happy. I told Lisa, I mean, you can, they're just not as good. But I told Lisa, I, she hates this still, right before I was finishing the album, I go, I need some. I need some things. I, I, I don't know. And she's like, "Don't you dare!" And I dared. I dared, and I was the Tasmanian devil in our relationship for like two months. And she was like, "You like that song? Was it worth it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I love it. Thank you." Oh my god, you're I the mean, worse. It's crazy though. It is. Well, it's you know who, who might be writing all sorts of music about a breakup very soon? Whom? Maroon Five. Adam Levine. God. Right? We talked about last week how all these women are coming forward on social media saying that, you know, he's had inappropriate relationships with them and that he asked one of them, Sumner, if he could actually name his baby with his current partner, Behati Prinsloo, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If he could name the baby after her, which is really just insane. Turns out, though, that some men do actually name their daughters after exes and mistresses. That's insane he and disgusting. Wouldn't be the only one. This is Babe, really, stop. This is really wild. So, um, it's just like first of all, what do you think that's about? Like, why do you think people would do that? Because they're sick. Mm. Listen to me. That's the look. Well, I start- let everything go. I'm the most non-judgmental person ever. I even let go of cheating. I'm like, all right, but you're gonna take a baby mm-hmm. that your wife has to birth hours and hours and hours it's so painful well literally all you have to do is search named after my dad's ex on twitter okay this one girl says i was named after my grandpa's ex another person says i was named after the mailman literally that's like a joke as old as time yeah but also babe that's your daughter and you're naming your daughter after your ex someone that you had sex with like Mm -hmm. that's weird and she's not even the mother of your child i was named after my dad's ex behind my mom's back He's still obsessed with this woman, uh, and you're seriously twisted. Oh my god! To bring your kids into the world, if that is how you are. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I really feel like I am one of the most non-judgmental people. It, like, a lot of things don't really bother me that other people do in their lives, but this bothers me. It really just does. I think it's so disrespectful. Well, some person wrote, "My girl gonna be mad as hell when she find out <laughs> I named our daughter after my first love." <laughs> you know who I was named after? How would you feel? I was named after A.J. Foyt, the IndyCar driver in the 1970s and 80s. He raced cars. He's an old white guy. And my mom, to this day, says that's absolutely 100% not true. My dad says, yeah, you were. We like the name A.J. because of A.J. Foyt. And my mom says that's insane. So I still don't know who's lying to me. I kind of believe that it's the truth is somewhere in the middle. But I'm saying I a think crush. That, yeah, not a crush. My dad probably had a crush on this race car driver. I mean, or no. your mom? My mom? No, my mom did not. She hates it. Okay, great. I I would be so mad. I would be so mad unless the name was like really cute. Like if it was a really if cute name. If I gave birth to a baby and Lisa named the baby 
well, <laughs> we are in a tough position, actually, because Lisa's ex, his name is Vivian, and my grandma's name is Vivian, and I always said if I had a little girl, I'd name her Vivian, but this is very mutual. It's a very different thing. Well, listen to this one. How about this? Adam Levine is sparking all sorts of revelations by people, okay? This has everybody talking. I haven't spoken to uh, everybody talking. I haven't spoken to my ex in five years, and we didn't end well at all because he cheated on me, and guess what? He had a baby recently with the girl he cheated on me with. They named their baby Ellie Pauline. My name is Elizabeth Pauline. <gasps> what? Oh my God! It's the people same are name. wild. No, this no is awful. Way. I would be so livid. I would break up. Mm. Adam Levine, you don't deserve fine, fine Bahati. What's your cutest ex's name, though? My cutest. Give a really cute ex name. Well, I, I had two exes named Johnny. Okay. So maybe that's meant to. I be. dated a Jimmy and a Craig. Okay. Max. Right. That was more of a hookup, really. Yeah. Ryan, pretty basic. I don't really have any fantastic. Yeah, I I'm not like looking back, being like, "Yes, this was the moment." I need Probably that name. Johnny. Johnny was my favorite because it was also like Italian. Really, really, really unique, Michaela. Yeah. Johnny. Mm-hmm. You I loved it. Name your second child, Frankie. Yeah, that's my papa's then name. Tony, perhaps. No, that's my cousin's name. <laughs> <laughs> The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Speaking of love, uh, I saw a billboard this weekend when we were at um, the Pantages watching Jagged Little Pill, the Broadway musical. My husband and I, Vanessa, and her boo. And mm -hmm. we're walking out to the billboard, and I pointed up and I said, Vanessa loves them. And who was it on the billboard? Did you remember? Uh... Vanessa loves... Oh, that Kardashian. The Kardashians. Oh. <laughs> Huge billboard. Vanessa loves who? They're everywhere. <laughs> Apparently, Kim has had a facelift. We, we That was revealed over the weekend. She did, and I'm mad That's, at her for not being honest about it. She lies about it. That's not even our story. No, it's not. enough, it's a different Kardashian. Yes, it is. Michaela, what's popping? All right, I don't know how to feel about this. Khloe Kardashian admits she was scared to go online after Hulu debuted the second season of The Kardashians. The reality star confessed that the season two premiere was one of the hardest episodes she's ever shot. In a series of posts shared, uh, in a series of posts shared on Twitter, she said, "I love you. I'm so consumed with overwhelming emotions from re reading your tweets and commentary about the premiere." episode i have to be honest i was scared to go online but friends and family kept telling me how loving and kind everybody was i decided to take a look for myself uh during the episode fans watched as kardashian grappled with the aftermath of discovering her on again off again ex tristan thompson had not only fathered a child with another woman but was aware of it while he and kardashian decided to move forward with having another baby together this time via surrogate um you know I don't know. I'm sure she was afraid to go online. I think a lot of people have a lot of things to say, but at this point, I love Chloe. I want better for Chloe. Stop going back to bad and then being scared yes. to go online. Yes, because also, guess what? You probably made more money off taping that first episode than most people are going to make on a yearly salary. Yeah. So you're making millions and millions of dollars off this new contract. It's part of the gig. And listen, I think that... I don't know. Look, I don't know. I'm not in front of... I, I don't have 300 million followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like to have all my sisters be so famous and so out there. And I don't know what it's like to want to make something work with the father of my first child and have another child via surrogate just to make sure that I have another baby. But 
It all just feels like so much. He just, he sucks. Yeah. He really does. And I'm just tired of these men being able to come in with new tries, new tries, and uh, they just keep ruining it. Well, it's weird because things were so bad with Lamar Odom that, you know, they divorced and, and he almost died and they went through all that. And you could tell through that, all of that, even as the years have gone by that she loved Lamar. Yeah, she Like, did. she was, like, desperately in love with him. She and, really was. And I think that broke her because then she started putting up with Tristan because, well, at least he's not a drug addict. Right. At least he's not going to rehab. It does lower the standards. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like she put up with Tristan and Tristan is a good-looking, charming guy. But also, the first kid, she didn't know about the cheating until she was pregnant with the first kid. As she was going into labor is when it all broke. Remember that? The, on, on one of the seasons of Kardashians over on E!, so, by that point, she's already got one kid. And like you said, she wants to have the kids have the same parents. And I, I understand that. I understand that. But, like, to what detriment? I, you know, to what detriment? And also, uh, shame on him for telling her that he changed and was different yet again. Yes. Because you know he was. Yes. How like, are you cheating while having a baby via I don't, surrogate? Listen, I, don't, I understand the psychology of cheating. I understand why it happens. Whatever. Great. To actually physically go out and cheat on somebody, Again. that's a choice. Again. And and if you're going to do that, just don't be in a relationship. 100%. Like if you're the type of person that doesn't trust yourself and you think you're going to go sleep with everybody you can and you're going to fall to the temptation, that's fine. Yep. Relationships start for you. Be honest about that part. Yep. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. All right. Coming up in our final hour, Pride Under the Pines is happening. You've got one week left to get your tickets and we'll tell you all about it coming up next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. I can't believe it's almost that time of year again, but I'm super excited about this fall. There's so much going on. And one of the things you need to know about is the second annual Pride Under the Pines in Idlewild. It's taking place October 1st from 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. And now last year, uh, we were in charge of the party bus. This year, uh, we're taking over the VIP area and we're, we're, we're giving somebody else a chance to run the party bus. Mm-hmm. But here to tell us all about this exciting event and what to look forward to this year are Jeremy Taylor and Niels Coastman, event organizers. Uh, thank you, Jeremy and Niels, for being here. How are you? We're well, and you guys? We're good. We're, we're great, good. honey. Talk to us a bit, Jeremy, about Pride Under the Pines 2.0 in Idlewild this October. So we have some uh, great things lined up this year. We have some great uh, entertainment. We have, um, I'm going to let Neil do a little bit more information on an actual like lineup for the event this year. Hey, guys, how are y'all? So we have Atia Awesome from Snap, Red and Mr. Dancer. She's going to be our main headliner. Furthermore, we have the new transgender up-and-coming artist, Alexa Brexis. She's going to be performing. She was at White Party, and she'll be now at Pride Under the Pines. Okay. Yeah, she's awesome. And as you guys just mentioned, our beautiful VIP lounge is sponsored by the fabulous Channel Q and Salt Point Beverages. Yeah. That's so exciting now for somebody who's never been to this event. Uh, It's going to be so fabulous, as it is every year. Uh, But what is kind of like your favorite thing that happens that people can look forward to? I think, like, after all of the festivities come to an end that day, we're going to have an interactive screening of the um, birdcage. And I think that. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I just think that movie means so much to so many different people. And obviously, you know, we all love Robin Williams. When you say interactive, please elaborate on that because I want to know should I come in costume? Like, how should I prepare? 
So interactive means we're going to have five direct performers doing a little preview before the movie starts, entertaining the guests inside the theater in a very interactive way, like never seen before. Oh, that's really fun. I like that. And you're also, I see that you're partnering with GED Magazine, uh, who's going to be joining in on, on the fun. They always they always know how to bring the fun, I feel like. They sure do. Yeah, they are a great, great group of guys. Oh, so much fun. Music, dancing, live performances, and the Pride Under the Pines VIP Lounge brought to you by Channel Q. Um, and our, our, our new friends over at Salt Point Beverages. You guys, we, we love you. We appreciate you. Yes. Uh, it means so much that you do this year after year, and, and we hope that this year is bigger and better than ever. If our listeners want to go over and and uh, get tickets right now and plan plan for this event, where can they find you? So any tickets you can buy at prideunderthepines.com. Our beautiful VIP lounge ticket sponsored by Channel Q and South Point. That ticket is $75 right now. And it includes um, a open bar and a VIP lounge area with access to the stage and a meet and greet with T. Austin and Alexa at Rexus. I love that. Also, Salt Point Beverages is going to be bringing uh, all five of their flavors of canned cocktails to this event. So that's something to look forward to if you're into mm-hmm. an alcoholic beverage, as I am. Amen. Us too. <laughs> love it. Love it. So excited. So happy that uh, more parties are still happening. And we look forward to uh, ending the night with the birdcage. Thank you guys for joining us. We love you. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You See too. You once again, you too. Absolutely. Once again, that's prideunderthepines.com. Get your tickets. That event is taking place in Idlewild on October 1st from 12 to 9 p.m. Okay. And stop by the uh, Channel Q VIP area. Come yes. On. Let's go. Our first Tell Me Something Good of the Week and what better way to kick things off if you want a little bit of uh, just joy in your heart right now. Somebody who brought us joy for, gosh, 90-some years, I believe. She passed away last year. We're talking Betty White. Betty White, we love you, Mama. Rose. Oh, she was my favorite. Well, fans of Betty White um, can now own keepsakes from the beloved actress's life. Thanks to an auction taking place this weekend. It features over 1,500 items, including awards, scripts, wardrobe, and memorabilia from our iconic television shows and films, as well as some furnishings, some artwork, fine jewelry, household and personal items from our beloved homes in Brentwood and Carmel, California. That's pretty cool. Amazing. Can you imagine, like, what would you, what would you want from Betty White's estate? I don't know. You know, I would like... I don't know if I'd want anything. I want a cheesecake pan. Because they made cheesecake. They're known for the cheesecake on, on the show, on the on the Golden Girls. So a cheesecake pan would be kind of cool. I'm going to be honest with you, and every gay is going to lose their mind. You didn't watch I Golden. never watched Golden I Girls. I know, shocking. She's also never seen Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. She's never mm-hmm. seen... Forrest Gump, have you seen that one? Yeah, I love okay, Forrest good, Gump. Okay, good, good. Okay, so you're not a complete, complete, uh, I guess... Troll living under a rock, not watching anything growing yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know why. Golden Girls, we just, my grandma didn't watch it, and I really? felt like, no, which is oh, weird. I thought every grandma watched it. I did too, but my grandma was, we were just watching like Young and the Restless. Oh my God, I watched Young and the Restless the other day. Um, I will tell you, I will tell you, I bet you would be really, really into Golden Girls. Like, their kind of humor is so, like... I feel like I would like to start the first episode. They were, episode. like, and kind of wild. Yeah. B. I, Arthur was insane. I, you know, but everything, like, 
everyone is obsessed with them. Yeah. And differently than they were with friends. Yeah. Like, I love totally. the idea of Golden Girls. Totally. I just haven't actually thought to be like, oh, I should start Golden Girls. I could see you and Lisa getting into like a binge situation someday. Like, maybe years How down the road. How many seasons were there? Oh, there are like seven or eight, I think. Were there? there? Are quite a few, yeah. It went, and then there, then what there were, were they? Twenty minute episodes? Yeah, twenty two minutes. Probably they were. Then they then they had a one year of the Golden Palace, which got canceled quickly. That was only part of the cast. Oh, yeah. I think B. Arthur wanted to move on, and nobody else did. So it doesn't always work without the full yeah. cast. It really just sometimes doesn't. That's right. Not the vibe. Okay, this story is amazing. A new web image captures the clearest view of Neptune rings, revealing the the ice giant. In a whole new light. Now, the James Webb Space Telescope is showing off its capabilities closer to home with its first image of Neptune. Most striking about the new image is the crisp view of the planet's dynamic rings, some of which haven't been seen with this clarity <clears throat> since 1989. Now, Webb's extremely stable and precise image quality also permits the observation of the very faint rings that are the closest to Neptune uh, and the planet's fainter dust bands farther out. Another striking feature in this portrait of Neptune is a very bright point of light coming from Triton, the most unusual of the 14 known moons of Neptune, seven of which can be seen in the image. It's amazing how far we've come in technology and the way that telescopes are able to really show so clearly what's happening in outer space, because I feel like... When I say outer space, I still think of my five-year-old self who's, like, drawing what I think outer space looks like, which still, is a big yeah, black n- void. Still no clue. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, but that's amazing. The closer we get, the the better we can see. That's so That's so far out. Yeah, dude. Out of this world. Out of this world. Also, uh, Golden Girls has seven seasons. So amazing. you can check it out. Okay. All right. Well, as always, happy Monday. Thank you for listening to our show. We have a great week for you. Thank you to our guests. Make sure you tune in tonight to Loveline. We're talking loneliness Uh, and how to deal with it. That's not always easy. Uh, Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 